It's not a podcast. It's Yeah Right. Okay, welcome back to Yeah Right, Season 1, Episode 11. I am back in the studio today with my good friend, Nathan Fielder. Nathan, welcome to the show. Hi, I'm Nathan Fielder. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add before you leave for the episode? So, how often do each of you have sex? Oh, okay, cool. Thanks for uh, coming on, Nathan. Now, I am actually in the studio today, which is a Dodge Grand Caravan. And not just any Dodge Grand Caravan. I am in the stone-go compartment of that car. Now, you're probably wondering, what is a stone-go compartment? Well, that's what I'm here to tell you. I'm the host of the show for a reason. Come on. Come on. A stone-go compartment is essentially you know, a World War II bunker inside your van. Now, you're probably wondering, would I survive a nuclear attack inside this you know, compartment you speak of? No, probably not. Uh, but you know, if I want to make Dodge sound bad, yes. Because then if someone tries that and they die, that's their fault, no? But I don't really think you can sue if, like, we get nuked, you know? That might be a problem. Now, today, I know I promised a full-on guest, and I only had Nathan on for a brief 30-second segment, and I apologize for that. Uh, but am I really that sorry? Yeah, I'm the one who didn't book the guest, so maybe I'm lying out my teeth here. Uh, because, yeah, right, uh, the thesis of the show is basically, it's it's not a podcast, it's yeah, right. And in the first season, I would say it's more like a podcast and not so much Yeah Right. You know, I'm finding my footing here in the podcasting game uh, a little bit. I'm testing the waters. When I first picked up the mic, I thought, oh, this will be easy peasy. I'll be cranking out episodes like nobody's business. But trust me, when you pick up a mic and start hitting that record button, things change a little bit. It gets a little more difficult. And recording solo episodes, trust me, is a tough part. That's a tough part of the show because I actually have to plan before I go in. Guest episodes, I plan like a little bit, and then I just off the dome, just pure hits right out of my mouth <laughs> with solo episodes. It's a lot of fabrication. Like I'm looking at a Google Doc here, and I'm like, all I see is red. It's just words flowing off the page through my mouth. It's crazy stuff. I wouldn't recommend doing solo episodes if any of you are thinking of doing a podcast. That is why I am very excited for next season, season two, which is basically a full month away. Uh, July, I'm going to say... July 1st, uh, tentatively. I don't really know what day of the week that falls on, but let's hope it's a Friday uh, or whatever day of early July, essentially. Uh, that'll be season two uh, launch. You know, I'll, I'll announce it on the IG. All of you will see it. Don't worry. But with that being said, I wanted to uh, sort of announce that I was going to release some, some surveys, some listener surveys via Instagram stories to figure out what to do with season two because obviously uh, the numbers show that guest episodes do incredible. We're talking Eminem in 2000, Jay-Z, early, like late 90s, incredible numbers. And then solo episodes are more like, you know, Eminem when he was in rap battles. They're good numbers, nothing crazy though. So I'm really trying to work uh, my way up to a better version of the show uh, for yourself, the listener, and for me, because obviously I have to listen to this podcast as well. And just listening to my own voice every week, uh, isn't that fun? All right. It gets boring after a while. And I'm sure some of you listen to the solo episodes like, you know, like this is awful. And then some of you are like, this is the best thing ever. I am trying to find a happy medium between the two. Um, I'll, I'll release some surveys, figure out if we want to do episodes every week, every two weeks, uh, once a month, once a year. If we want guest episodes, we want solo and guest episodes. You know, I got a lot of questions to ask before I launch season two, because I have some ambitious plans to take the show to the next the next level of the podcasting game, but I want to make sure that, you know, the listeners are happy because as much as I do this for myself, 
you guys are the ones that listen to it every week. Um, some of you listen to it every three weeks. You catch up, whatever you do. Uh, so I want to make sure the show moves on to a better, uh, you know, a season two, a true season two, because season one, I think of every show ever. If you really think about it, season one is always sort of, it's not bad or it gets canceled. That could be the worst part. Like it's fully taken off the air. Uh, hopefully that doesn't happen with the yeah, right because that would truly break my heart. Nickelodeon acts as my contract. Apple, Spotify knock me off their platforms. That would break my heart. Now, like most season twos of shows, for example, The Office season one, it was fine. It, it got away. It was uh, mostly a copy of the British version. So I think it was pretty hard to mess up. But season two really bumped up that show to the next level and so on and so forth until Michael left. And then, uh, you know, again, back down sort of the gutter a little bit. But nonetheless, a great show. Now, season two, I'm very excited for. I hope all of you are excited for season two because we're going to have interviews live in person, hopefully, once I get the sound figured out, um, high quality interviews we're talking here don't worry i got two mics because i am a rich i'm a rich podcaster what can i say we're bringing an absolute bank here every week walmart is throwing me the bag um for for using one of their uh their USB-C cables for my mixer shout out walmart uh you know they're paying the bills out here and my full-time job of course you know supporting the podcast un unwillingly because i spend my money on equipment now Beyond season two, we got to talk about today's episode. I got stuff to talk about today. I know, crazy, crazy stuff. So over the weekend, I watched Zack Snyder's new Netflix movie, Army of the Dead. And if you don't know what that is, I'll give you a sort of uh, elevator pitch. I'll give you a little bit of a summary of the movie that won't spoil too much for you. I'm sure none of you really care, but I'm going to do it anyways. So Army of the Dead is essentially a heist movie in the middle of a zombie uh, outbreak, I would say. So in the movie, uh, this military convoy is carrying a, uh, a big metal tank. There's a zombie, uh, sort of a alpha zombie in it, I guess you could say. He's super strong, super crazy. And he gets out, goes into Vegas, uh, starts infecting people like crazy. But don't worry, they contained it. Unlike COVID, they contained it in Vegas. So nothing got out amazing stuff so vegas was basically just one big zombie zombie horde and the whole premise of the movie was that in 36 hours i believe they were gonna nuke vegas they're just gonna blow it to smithereens take out all the zombies at one smith and one swift go and if you ask me incredible strategy first off but the thing in the movie here is some rich guy is like hey i got 200 million in this vault if you get it out before that i'll pay all of you some money uh yeah i'll, I'll just do that and on the surface level, that sounds like a great movie, no? Uh, but Zack Snyder, as I've mentioned on this podcast, is a huge nerd. And he made a bunch of like weird variant zombies that like looked very Halloween store-esque. Like they didn't look that good. If you compare it to a show like uh, uh, like The Walking Dead or a movie like Zombieland, where the, the zombies very clearly had a lot of time spent on them to make them look good. Where on this movie, it looked like they just went to the store, bought some masks, and uh, just threw them out on the streets. And I don't know how big of a budget they had for this movie, so it's hard to say uh, that it's entirely his fault. But I'm still going to blame him for it, uh, because he made variant zombies. Like, what? That's weird. That's weird. And he made Dawn of the Dead, which I don't think was very good. I haven't seen that in a long time, but from what I recall, uh, his remake of it was not that good and it was very nerdy again like Zack Snyder's is a huge nerd and as a listener of the show I assume you're not a nerd because yeah right is people of incredible taste incredible you know stature 
including myself, of course, because I would never call myself a nerd. Come on. Uh, so what I'm saying here is this movie, it was fine. It, it, it was fine. You know, if you want to watch it for the premise alone, I'd say do that. But it's two and a half hours, so be warned. It's, it's pretty long. You know, I, I would give it like a two out of five. Nothing crazy. Maybe like a 1.5 out of 5. There was just a lot of weird stuff going on in this movie. And I'm not going to break it down too much because uh, I don't want to spoil it for all of you. But it had some very strange camera work. Zack Snyder was his own director of photography. And every time I feel like he does that, he does a really bad job of it. Uh, so maybe if you're an up-and-coming director, uh, don't be your own director of photography unless you're very talented. Which, if you're listening to the show, you automatically are very talented. No worries there. And you're not Zack Snyder, so that's that's out of the bag. And in true yeah right fashion, I was I, I got thinking here. Now, if we had a zombie outbreak, how would we deal with that? I don't think we would do a very good job, is uh, what I was thinking. I think we would do a horrible job. I think uh, that outbreak would definitely be the end of humanity, without a doubt. Because we could barely contain COVID, which, in the grand scheme of things, again, isn't that crazy. Especially when you compare it to a zombie outbreak. So I got thinking, what would the world be like if a zombie outbreak happened? Well, first off, you'd have all the anti-maskers who would just be like, oh, zombies? Those are those are hoax. They'd be going to the grocery store, getting their neck eaten out by a guy named Tom, who just turned into a zombie in the grocery store in his local Sobeys. Or you'd be going to get gas and some girl named Jessica would run up to you and fucking claw your neck. You'd die and then become a zombie. It'd be terrible. It'd be a terrible. It would not go well. Silly. Like, we would, we would fail horribly and i think that says a lot about our uh about the human species because i think if dolphins were in charge here because dolphins incredible you know intelligent life forms they would definitely just eradicate the zombies or be very smart they would lock down right away they would go hide in the ocean it would be very strategic humans on the other hand they're like no we're fucking fighting these things and they would get wiped out so fast it'd be horrible uh, so with that being said, I got thinking about my own zombie apocalypse strategy because, uh, you know, there's been a bunch of movies, TV shows about this exact thing. And I think they've all given us a little bit of a, a false hope, I guess you could say, uh, thinking that we could either survive the apocalypse or we could uh, take them out. Uh, essentially like, oh, we'll just kill them, shoot them in the head. Who knows? Who knows what a real life zombie would be like? Absolutely no one knows. Uh, except for me, because I am the resident zombie expert. So I'm going to give you my zombie apocalypse strategy right here on the pod live. The first thing I'm doing is breaking into someone's house. You're probably wondering, why would you do that? Well, where my house is now, there's a lot of uh, people around me. And if one of them gets infected, they're most definitely breaking down my front door, definitely infecting me. And we don't want that. So I'm going to go uh, drive out into a more rural area and I'm breaking into someone's house, hostile takeover edition. I'm taking them hostage, whatever I got to do. It's my house now, baby. Um, I'm taking over. That's my first step. Second step, uh, I would likely stalk someone who has been bitten. So I'd have to follow them to the grocery store, watch them get bitten, watch them get in their car because they would probably get in their car or try to drive home. And then I would wait till they either uh, turned, crashed their car, um, or they stopped the car, got out type thing. And then I would steal their car because I drive a very old Honda Civic and safe to say, uh, it's not a zombie killer. You know, it's not a very big car. Uh, it's not a lot of weight behind it. So I don't think it would do too much, uh, you know, fighting zombies. So I would definitely stalk someone who had a truck, wait till they got out, steal that truck, go drive it to my stolen home now, and then be a little bit more safer with my uh, home out in the middle of nowhere and my big truck. 
ready to run over zombies like no tomorrow. And then, uh, you know, once all this is said and done, I'm going to post on Instagram that I got bitten. I want everyone to think I'm taken out. Jared's out. He's out of the game. So then I can only have a, a close set of contacts that I can trust because I think a lot of people would be like, oh, I'm not bitten. They would go hang out with their friends instantly. A whole new group of zombies. I want my small group of contacts that if they infect me, I will haunt them forever. Even if they're zombie living. I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'll figure out the logistics later. After all of this is said and done, I'm moving right into a boat. And I've started to think about how great would it be to live on the ocean? Now, tsunamis, not exactly something I would want to deal with. Waves, uh, you know, we don't, we haven't explored like 70% of the ocean. That's terrifying. I could get eaten by a very strange uh, prehistoric creature that I don't know of yet. That would be terrifying. But a boat, it's, I don't think zombies could swim. And if they can, then I'm definitely not moving to a boat. Anyways, uh, boats, I'm trying to be boat living. I'm going to be on the dock every day, catching fish. I can read out there. Uh, maybe I have some Wi-Fi. That would be incredible. Anyways, I'm moving to a boat. That's the next step. Yacht living. It's going to be the best thing ever. And the worst part about all of this, uh, you know, whether it be if zombies can swim, uh, if people believe my Instagram post, if I can actually take over someone's house and take them hostage. The worst part about all of this is if I turn into a zombie or if all my friends and family turn into zombies, I can't have the funeral I want. Now, I don't know how many of you listened to the last episode, so if you haven't, go back and listen. Uh, but I have a very detailed plan for my funeral. So how am I going to fulfill the needs of my funeral if no one's around to make sure it happens? What if Skrillex gets turned into a zombie? That would be awful. My funeral would be ruined. So I think all of us need to be a little bit more vigilant when we're thinking about the zombie outbreak here, all right? I'm not trying to be... I'm not trying to have a trash funeral or no funeral for that matter. I'm not trying to get infected by all my best friends. I'm not trying to have my family members infect me because then I'll be really pissed. Basically, what I'm saying is the zombie apocalypse happens. We are screwed. There's no way. I've accepted it already. Like if a zombie apocalypse happens, I'm running to my closest Walmart. I'm just laying out in the aisle and waiting for a zombie to just take a little nice chunk out of my neck so I can just get to it. I waste no time. Uh, as much as I would like to think my strategy would pan out, I think it'd be so much easier to just lay down and set the consequences, you know, become a zombie. I've, zombies are living great lives. Your food, there's tons of it. Just eat other humans. And I don't think you die if you're not eating another human, you know, like it, that's never been explored. Like do zombies starve? And zombies don't need like an iPhone. I don't think they need to go to the bathroom. And even if they do, they just go on themselves because who cares if you use the washroom? other zombies no way i don't know i'm I'm thinking becoming a zombie is pretty ideal actually i've really came around to this throughout the show i came into this thinking i have a great strategy but the more and more i talk about it the more i'm like being a zombie is awesome you don't have to think about anything you just see a guy and you're like i'm gonna chase him and eat him and hopefully don't get shot in the head in the process Anyways, <laughs> now that I've talked about my my zombie apocalypse plan, uh, which shifted very quickly, I would say, from oh, survival tactics to I'm actually just gonna become a zombie. Fuck it, so much easier. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you into a, a nice little section of the show that I somewhat retired, but I'm bringing back because I'm the best podcast host on the Western Hemisphere, the most employed man ever. Very good. I mean, all of you are familiar with this segment on the Instagram and I, who reads the captions? Those are, those are pretty long. I, I write them quickly on the iPhone. I pump them out, send them onto the Instagram. No one probably reads them, but Hey, I enjoy doing it. You know, writing is kind of fun. Uh, sorry to my English teachers that 
I, uh, you know, insulted for not liking writing. Something I want to highlight is, uh, is a nice little music duo called Paris, Texas. Not the movie, just Paris, Texas. Uh, they have some incredible music videos. If you haven't um, already seen them, which I'm sure most of you haven't, go look them up. Uh, go look them up on uh, YouTube. Uh, you know, if you're a big music video fan, trust me, I think you'll really enjoy these. I think one of the members of the two of them actually directs a lot of them himself. So they're really talented. They make music. They direct their own videos. What more could you ask for? Uh, Girl House. We've talked about Girl House on this podcast before. She makes some incredible music and she actually just released her first EP last week. So if you haven't already, go give that a listen. It's incredible stuff. There's three new songs, I believe, on there. And what more do you want than some new music for Hot Boy Summer, Hot Girl Summer? We want all the music, all for your head tops over here. Yeah, right. I love music. Music's incredible. Who doesn't like music? Actually, if you don't like music, you're definitely um, definitely a zombie. And maybe that's a good part about being a zombie. You don't have to worry about music anymore. That's You don't have to worry about that Spotify subscription, you know? Cancel all that shit. Or your bank account is just whatever. Anyways, Crashing. I know we talked about Crashing weeks ago. If you haven't already... Go watch Crashing. I finished the show. It was incredible. It went very full circle. The main character, Pete, Pete Holmes, who's actually a real-life comedian, um, his character has an an incredible arc, I would say. And uh, if that isn't enough of a a convincing argument produced by Judd Apatow, as I mentioned weeks ago, incredible stuff. And I know I mentioned very, very long ago, maybe episode two or three, that I don't read books uh, because I'm dumb and illiterate, but... Trust me, I learned how to read, and I actually read a book the other day called Yearbook by Seth Rogen. Um, I'm pretty sure he actually wrote the book, which I love because uh, I do think some celebrities write their own books, in quotes, uh, basically just have someone transcribe them talking, which, I mean, I guess is, is fine, but, you know, there's a lot of guidance there, and I don't, I feel like it's an insult to real writers and authors, and, and Seth, I believe a little bit more because he has written scripts, he's written tons of TV shows, movies. It's believable, and all the stories are about him. Uh, it's basically a collection of essays, of stories uh, that actually happened to him, and it was super easy to read. It's only like 270 pages. Very interesting stuff. I'm actually going to talk about this next week with my guest uh, because she also read the book, and I think we're just going to fangirl over my boy, Seth Rogen, who has been absolutely killing it in the interview game recently. That would actually be like the dream interview for the show, Seth Rogen, fellow Canadian fellow uh former mustache man uh i'm kind of growing a mullet at this point so maybe he can grow a mullet as well i don't know anyways this concludes this segment of very good and this episode of yeah right i hope all of you are excited for the season finale next week and i want all of you to think about what you would do during a zombie apocalypse would you lay down get bitten would you uh go live on a boat what are you doing and would you also just think we're screwed yes or no thoughts anyways i'll see all of you next week for the season finale i hope all of you have a great rest of your week goodbye